Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Steve. Yes. You left out one interesting fact from yesterday, last week's discussion, which got a great response, by the way. I was going to ask, yeah, did we get in any trouble? I was worried. Nah, we didn't get in yeah. any trouble, which was surprising. Disappointingly, <laughs> our cannibalism video didn't really, you know, it wasn't as as hot online as I thought it might be. Although yeah, I did was... chicken out, I did chicken out of putting it up on Twitter. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I just was kind of <laughs> like... They'll be on the yeah, Irish Times again, huh? <laughs> I just, yeah, you know, I just was like, I just was like, uh, who, you know, I, I just feel like there's like certain times where like people are kind of out at you you know what i mean yes. and it's like yes they're not they're not going to support you they're not looking for your content but they would love to just find a reason to be like he's at it again you yes know? absolutely what you have to wait for is for the next person to get in trouble and then you can start going oh, back. that's happened already <laughs> brian stanley <laughs> brian oh stanley yeah yeah yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah that was a good time then <laughs> <laughs> no I just, you know what well, i just know and i actually tag brian stanley in it and go look i'm a big fan of eating ass <laughs> <laughs> well you know you know you know what it is it's nothing to do with that actually it's more to do with uh i just i just thought that it would be, just be very easy for somebody to be like, this is not a topic that should be joked about. Oh, Even yeah, though yeah, it's yeah. just the most lighthearted thing of all time. But anyway, I just I just feel like Twitter, it's, it's more likely to happen. So I, I chickened out, actually. I chickened out. Not to mention, I don't put that many videos up on Twitter. And I thought, like, if 25% of my video output on Twitter is about the famine and cannibalism, it just doesn't play well, you know? That's <laughs> <Yeah>, true. <laughs> but anyway, so, Steve. So, so what were people saying? I know just that it was a really interesting episode, and you, you'll notice that there's a ton of com- now. I had asked for comments, but there's just a lot of reviews in the Apple Podcast thing since that okay. episode. Very good. And uh, somebody specifically said, "I loved listening to Steve." So you you, you <laughs> came a, you came across like a you know like a like a history lecturer. You know, <laughs> they were like they were like entranced by your information. Yeah, as I was flicking frantically through my assignments. To try yeah, to and you left that one really important fact because <laughs> what was somebody it? mentioned to me, oh, you know, you should listen to, I think it's uh, History Talking Shite or Talking Shite History, Irish Guys podcast. Okay. Uh, and uh, it's, it's, it's fun, actually. I went to listen to it, but there was two, it was the double episode on John Mitchell, which I haven't gotten through the whole thing. Right, okay. But I didn't realize that he's Presbyterian from the North. Oh, yeah, I knew that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Fuck, man. Yeah. Sorry. Oh, well, I didn't think it was that relevant. Well, I no, it's yeah, not. hundred percent, it's yeah. not relevant. Except for some yeah. reason in Irish history, it is because it doesn't fit the it doesn't fit the mold. And mm-hmm. what's even more interesting is is his wife's dad was like a really important member of the Orange Order. Actually, yes. he was imprisoned. <laughs> he was in prison for eloping with. Anyway, it, that, that's that, why he's such an interesting guy, though, because you can't necessarily get the psyche on the guy whatsoever. Why he's so racist, but so fighting for you know poor Irish Catholic rights, but then he's from like a more privileged background yes, in the north. It's like so it's all mixed up. Yeah, yeah, so complicated. Yeah, he's crazy. Uh, so, um, 
We're definitely not this this week's episode is not that because you know <laughs> I I I just want people to know that uh, gotta switch up the moods. Yeah, we, yeah, but uh, but it, but it was it was uh, we did get great feedback. Um, this week I was thinking we go lighthearted and uh, talk about you know because I I was thinking about a lot of stuff. I was thinking we'll talk about this week, and then I start I was I was starting to think that it's been a while since we did any. Uh, you know, like, oh, I'll tell you what made me think of this. We watched the Lorena Bobbitt documentary, John Wayne Bobbitt, Lorena Bobbitt documentary, myself and Hannah. Okay, uh, I don't know anything about it. What's that about? You don't know about the Bobbitts? Well, you will remember when I tell you that she cut off her husband's penis. You don't You don't remember, remember. that? <laughs> yes, I do remember. Yeah, so you're, you're, you're a little bit close to it you're gives you a physical reaction. What's that? <laughs> it gives you such a physical reaction, doesn't and, it? When and just all <laughs> that is dealt with in the documentary about the different, oh, yeah. the male reaction to the female reaction. And yeah. anyway, it, it was a very, it was a very well done documentary because even though people my age really remember that, I mean, I was a teenager, but we, you know, you really remember that because it was such a, it was such a cultural phenomenon at the time. Mm. And mm. of course, there's the, the always the guilt at revisiting these things um because anyway let's not i i we can talk about that in a sec but i started i went watching the the bobbit documentary uh hannah was having a lot of these reactions uh and the documentary was also pointing out that it was pre-internet and it was all just yes. kind of like reminding me how far we've come since yes. the early 90s Yes. You know, even though yeah. in my mind, it's still not that long ago. It's still mm. five years ago in my mind, 1993, yeah. you know? Mm. So then oh, I was, me, me too, yeah. So then I was walking the dog and I was thinking, well, will we do a bit of like back in the day stuff because of that Bobbitt document? And then it hit me that a topic I always love. And every time we re- anytime I revisit it, I always find something new is the old wives tale thing which even that expression these days feels a, a little dated but just myths that we grew up yes. with that were facts that turn out to be total nonsense total horseshit yeah, yeah. so i i messaged you and i was like what do you feel about this topic and i i, I know straight away that listeners are probably like oh this topic but like do you know that when you're on instagram and you're watching an insta story you, if you put your finger on the Insta story, that pauses it, stops it, yes. so that you can read. Yeah. You know, if you send a reminder out to tell people, by the way, did you know that if you press this, if you put your finger on this, you'll, it'll pause the story so that you can actually read this. At least 10 people will message you being like, oh my God, I never knew that. No. Yeah. A lot of, you know, like, so what I'm saying is like, I feel like the old, th- this topic is one of these topics where in your mind you think, oh, everybody knows this. But yeah. then actually, there's yes. always something new, including including myself. Every time I go to look, I, I, I find another one or uh, I, I find one that I thought I knew that I was wrong about. Yeah, yeah. So We were, ta- we were talking about this the other day when we were uh, kids, the things that you were told by, like off the cuff sometimes by an adult that are still now, as you've grown up, I've grown up 30 years later on certain things and kind of gone... You know, oh shit, that, that that wasn't true at all. Like, there was a neighbor of ours who was a mechanic. He drove, we were playing in the back garden one day. He came home in the car and he walked through the back garden. And I remember I said, I didn't hear the car. And he was like, silent engine. 
and he walked off. And to this day, <laughs> to this day, I'm like, where the fuck do they make these silent cars? Do you know what I mean? Well, electric uh, cars are actually quite electric quiet. Electric cars are kind of like that now, absolutely. <laughs> but, but even at that, he was like, it was a silent engine, doesn't make any noise. And I'm like, fuck it. For years after, I was like, I got to check out that Honda that doesn't make any noise. <laughs> yeah, I mean, some of them, some of them are obvious, like obvious. And yes. like, if the wind changes, you, you, your face will stay that way. Like, for, like, what was even the thinking behind that? You know, what was the thinking? I mean, I can understand letting a child believe in Santa until they're whatever, 10 years old. Yeah. Uh, that's like an, a, an innocuous bit of misinformation. But why freak a child out so much that making a face, if the wind changes, your face is going to stay that way? Well, I, I used to do the thing with the, did you ever do the thing with your eyelids? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh my God, dude. Thanks. See, this is why I love this is why I love this topic because things you haven't thought about in 25 fucking years. Flip your eyelids, man. I used to love flipping my eyelids. I was so good. It was so good. Just do it all the time to freak anybody out. The teachers, no matter what. Like I don't even know if Can I you still do it? I can see I, it trying I, I don't do even it, know right? if I could flip my eyelid now. It's a pity that we're on an audio we're on an audio medium. Can you yeah. flip your eyelid? Dude, my hands it's so cold here that my do. hands. I can't flip my eyelid with my arthritis. No, I can't. <laughs> I, I don't think I'm trying to. My brother used to be so skilled at it that ra- then rather than pulling out his upper eyelid and pushing a finger in to turn around, he could go like, he could just literally pinch from top and bottom and go Dude, boom, like that. Do you know what's amazing? I think, can you flip your eyelid as an adult? Is there something with the smaller? Dude, I can't. <laughs> We're not a. I cannot flip. I'm putting this it's up online. shrunk back in. This is going up <laughs> online because I guarantee the, the eyelid flip challenge. Yeah. Can anyone do it flip anymore? Flip your eyelid when I you're can. over 30. Can you flip your eyelid when you're over 30? Uh, anyway, we it's good that we talk about right. the serious issues on the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> so what? what I, I can't remember. What, what did they used to say about the flip the eyelid? Well, that was the same. Change the wind. Uh, the, if the wind changes. So I used to then flip my eyelids and go, <laughs> start blowing. Like, nothing's happening. The wind's changing. <laughs> Um, yeah, but yeah, those, so, yeah, so that was a big. Some one. of them were quite stupid, but but let's get into. I I I, I we, we can go through tons of these. Okay. Yes. Um, I haven't even looked this one up, but I I, I have information on some of them, but I'm not even going to look this one up because I've looked it up so many different times. <laughs> but cracking your knuckles gives you arthritis. Yes. I remember Ray Darcy did a whole piece on this about 20 years ago on Today FM. <laughs> right. Well, um, oh, yeah, because it's not true. Yes, it's bullshit. Yeah, yeah, and it's, I, uh, the guilt—the guilt that I had for most awesome. of my childhood, cracking my knuckles. Yes, I yes. mean, I literally, I, I, I literally thought that cracking my knuckles was as bad as smoking. It's like you know this is bad for you, but you're still doing yeah. it. Like, why are you? And then, and then you so, felt like you were an addict when you were a kid already. <laughs> I know, but then I ended up with like phantom arthritis in my hands. Like I remember being like 13 and like having a pain in my hand and being like, "Holy shit, it's happening already." Oh no! <laughs> I had fucking phantom arthritis, like like when you feel like your phone is going off in your fucking pocket. Like I, I literally thought I had arthritis at thirteen. I know it's not true. Yeah, how do you right, like, how do you pronounce arthritis? Arthritis. Arthritis. Yeah. You, you but you kind of you do a kind of like you do it in New York though arthritis. Yeah. Well, you know, it's just funny because when you're uh, suddenly you're on a podcast and you start thinking about the pronunciation of a thing. Yeah, and the uh, Irish R, I suppose. I don't like arthritis. Yeah, because it's 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 it is a r arthritis arthritis. Yeah, yeah, or, or, arthritis or arthritis or, 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 arthritis. Arthritis. Ar- English- arthritis. Arthritis. Anyway, yeah, we won't get into it. <laughs> arthritis. 
Yeah. So that was very uh, Aiden. <laughs> so that was obviously that was a bi- that was always a big one for me. I mean, that was a happy, happy day oh, when yeah. I discovered that that was bullshit. Do you, I mean? So you oh, do you crack happily now? Do you crack different oh, bits man, of your I body crack. now? Well, you know what? I'm not as big a cracker as I used to be, but I still crack. I love a good crack. I crack them all. I crack. You know, I don't crack my neck anymore. I used to crack right, my yeah, neck my, for a while. My uh, brother does that quite a bit. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I'm, I'm pretty sure that cracking your neck has its own issues. But the main reason I don't crack my neck these days is because my body's a lot stiffer, and I just don't want to give myself a, 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 a crink in my neck. Yes. Is this the right crick? word? Is it crick or crick? crink? It, you know what it is? It's it's actually crick, right? Crick. And uh, I only discovered this recently because it came up as a crossword clue. Um, let's let's get the uh, let's get the official spelling. We're we're we're, we're fact checking everything today. Today is a fact checking <laughs> episode. It's crick or crick? Crick? No, it's crick a, with it's a K a, or a C. It's it's a, it's a crick in my neck, and it's funny. All my life, I thought it was crink. There neck crick is often used interchangeably with neck pain or a stiff neck. Crick in the neck. I thought it was crink my whole life. And only crossword clue, like last week, I was like, holy shit, that was a mispronounce my whole life. This is why Google is just so great. And you know what they call people who don't crack their knuckles? What? No crack. Huh? Oh, huh? Jesus, Steve. <laughs> <laughs> he's still got it. He's been out and he's been off the stage for eight months, but he's still got it. A rare actual joke on this podcast. <laughs> that was a joke. <laughs> that was a joke. joke. <laughs> Most of the time, it's just uh, lighthearted banter. But this was actually a joke. <laughs> that was a joke. <laughs> Punchline. <laughs> this is this is this is the uh, after effects of a famine episode. <laughs> but, uh, that's yeah. I, I quite, uh, that's what I do in a boring class. Make a really well. You know what? While joke. while we're at it, since we're since we're really digging deep into this. Uh, we might as well look into if if cracking your neck is actually bad for you, Oof. because you know I know that there's uh, there's um uh, you know there's uh, issues around when the chiropractor does it. You know that actually c- mm. it, it could be cracking your neck can be harmful if you don't do it correctly or if you do yes. it too often. Uh huh. Cracking your neck too forcefully can pinch the nerves in your neck. Pinching a nerve can be extremely painful and make it, it difficult or impossible to move your neck. So. That's uh, Does it say anything about moving vertebrae and stuff because I know I went to a chiropractor and it actually helped, but then after one session I came back and whatever way I I, li- I think it was putting on a sock and something just slipped and I just got stuck in this position. I had to call them up straight away to go straight to the guy and all really? he did was and put me back in. Yeah, yeah, it's just something. Yeah. It just slipped out. I mean, the problem with the cracking is that there's no, you know, the the cracking is just good fun, it's like an endorphin release. I think. Yeah. But I don't think it's any of any great health value. Well, yeah. let's not get into that. I don't want to get too deep into that. We got so many fun, lighthearted ones before we get into criticizing chiropractors. <laughs> you know? Because a chiropractor is like, you just can't find a ton of good evidence about chiropractors, but yet every time I go, I fucking love it. Yeah, yeah. There's, there is something. Yeah, you do come out of it. Maybe yeah, it's a placebo you know, effect, but, but I come know, out of it feeling not, good I, about I, life. I, sorry, what was that, Steve? I talked over you. Uh, no, I do come out of it feeling good about life, you know, when you come out of the chiropractor. I know. And, and uh, you know, is that just a hands-on? Is it a temporary thing? Does it actually work? I don't know. I'm not, I'm not taking good an opinion point. on chiropractors, yeah. guys. Don't, don't give me any feedback, negative or positive. I'm not taking a position on chiropractors. All right, so here we go. Um, peeing on a jellyfish, any interest in this one? Peeing on a jellyfish Oh, yeah, thing? yeah, yeah. So um, it's effective in deterring people from coming too close to jellyfish. Uh, however, you may not be surprised to learn that this tale is not actually true. It's not true. 
So there you go. <laughs> when you uh, find out the amount of people that are listening to this now that realize that they've been pissed on so many yeah, times yeah, yeah. for no reason. <laughs> <laughs> Daddy, I'm after get come here, come here, I'll piss on you. First, remove the temp- tentacles with something other than your fingers to prevent further stinging. Next, use seawater to rinse the area and move the tentacles. Don't use fresh water because that can cause more venom to be released. Use a flat object to scrape off the stinging cells or gloves or tweezers if you have them. All these things that you have on the beach. <laughs> Who's got the gloves and tweezers? Oh, I was going to do my tweezers? eyebrows. I was going to do yeah, my yeah, eyebrows. eyebrows. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> when you're done, rinse the area with hot water or take a hot shower to ease the pain. So, do you ever hey, get a jellyfish thing? I've many times really yeah dude I, I live on the ocean fuck as a sword i've seen some of them and they look fucking painful yeah i mean Ugh. i've had I, I i only twice i think i've had it like really bad you know sometimes it just like you can catch like a loose tentacle you know what i mean mm. so did somebody piss on you or you you knew this already um no i i've ne- I, I i never had anybody pee on me <laughs> um so I think most people know this, that uh, swimming after eating, you may drown. Oh, yeah. That was a big one. That was a yeah. big one. You have to wait an hour after you eat. The, the, yeah. the, there was never a scientific time. It's like 45 minutes. I'm like, mom, can I go now? Mom, can I go now? Total yeah, yeah. bullshit. Total bullshit. You can swim whenever you want. Yeah. So uh, the myth, by the way, sometimes what's really interesting about these myths is what's assumed by them. Mm. I think as a kid, I just assumed that... Um. It was always like you need to give your food time to digest. Yeah. Like what was gonna? Ha- oh, oh! It was it was that you were gonna cramps. cramp. Yeah. Yeah. In case you got cramps. The myth assumes that after eating, your body diverts blood from your limbs to the digestive tract, depleting your arms and legs of enough blood to swim. Uh. uh oh, but it does say the worst thing that could happen after swimming after eating is a small harmless cramp. So. Yeah, which we never get after cramps anyway. Yeah. So after swimming anyway, or after eating. Um, did you have the flat seven up one well yeah i think that's like irish people's fave i was going to say i I assume that's just Irish. it's not just ireland but i I feel like i feel like in america it was ginger ale right but uh, let me let me look up uh let me look up what what they actually say flat seven up because i think i think i feel like i looked this up before and found that there was some seven up in a saucepan boiling away like uh (laughs) get all the bubbles out (laughs) oh actually the new york times covers this Oh wow! Big the topic. facts. It's it, the claim: drinking flat soda can ease an upset stomach. It's not often that a soft drink is seen as medicinal, but when it comes to stomach distress, many people view a cup of flat soda as just what the doctor ordered. This quick and popular remedy, usually in the form of cola, ginger ale, or clear sodas, is said to help settle the stomach with its slight fizz and replenish fluids and glucose lost by vomiting and diarrhea. Anyway, research shows that it's not a great idea. <laughs> <laughs> That's not a great idea. We'll stop. <laughs> but we were reading about this when we were studying the history about the Spanish flu in, first, in World War I, and pharmacists at the time, or like pharmacy shops, essentially were making a fortune off all this type of stuff. That like There was no scientific proof that things worked, but they made fortune off all sorts of products that like, yeah, yeah, that'll make you feel better. Yeah, that sure that's still going on today. The fucking whole, there's a whole movement out there of bullshit fucking natural remedies that don't do jack shit fucking Just apple cider vinegar fucking the missus is listening <laughs> apple cider vinegar yeah apple cider vinegar the cure-all for everything <laughs> fucking coconut oil like like the magic oil fucking cbd cbd a fucking yeah, yeah. cure fucking lung cancer so that's kind of, that's kind of gone now isn't it yeah cbd was hard there for a year or two people are is cbd over now 
but I don't think it's as big as it was, or maybe I just haven't paid attention to it. But like, yeah, yeah. Oh, we're gonna get it. Well, trust me, we're gonna get fucking annihilated for that. Some people swear by the CBD. Yeah, yeah, may, yeah, maybe they do. Well, like when it gets to the point where there's sales. By the way, I'm not saying CBD is good or bad. I'm just saying that here's my position on CBD. I have no idea what it's good for, but I know for I I I, I anecdotally. <laughs> I can tell you right now, it doesn't do as much as they're fucking saying it does. That's for sure. Yeah, no, definitely, definitely. It just relaxes you or whatever. It's just, pff, whatever. Yeah, I mean, I've, I've, I, you know, I, I, I tried uh, some CBD chews and different things, and I, it, it, I felt like I had some fucking gummy bears. Oh, really? Like, right. like there was no, I had nothing, like, it, it, it didn't do anything. Didn't do anything for you. But, it's you not know, cheap listen, either. What's that? It's not cheap either. Well, I don't know. Hannah gets this stuff for free. Oh, nice. So, so anyway, d- there you go. That that's uh, we, we didn't mean to get into CBD, but CBD. Um, Watch, we'll, we'll we'll be starting our own line on the podcast. Do you remember this? <laughs> Any one CBD we, companies want to advertise? <laughs> do you remember this one when you were a kid? If you cross your eyes for too long, they'll get stuck that way. Yes. Yeah. Yes. That and if you watch TV too uh, too long, your eyes will go square. Oh, go square. I never heard that one. <laughs> that's my maybe that's just Argentinian. My mom, your eyes will go square. <laughs> yeah, I mean, oh, I just man. remember that you know you cross your eyes, at, which I'm doing now, and yes. uh, it, it kind of hurts your eye. You know, like you kind of immediately get like a like a like a muscular pain. Yes, and uh, like cramping nearly. Yeah, I I I I did worry, you know, and then your mother would like, well, my mother, your mother. I don't know what your mother did, but one's mother, my mother, would like get really angry when I crossed my eyes. Yes, because they'd panic about. Well, actually, and I don't know if this was because I was crossing my eyes, but I have a memory now of going to Cork University Hospital quite a lot in my like when I was three and four for because they thought one of my eyes wasn't straight, so so I might have to do the plaster thing. Remember Jason Burns? Oh yeah, you had that? a lazy eye. Yeah, maybe I had a lazy eye, but they couldn't quite. Conf- they were kind of like. Eh, I don't know. <laughs> they never made a decision on it. But then, if I was crossing my eyes, messing my mum would fucking freak out. <laughs> they couldn't tell if you were lazy or not living up to your potential. Yes, that's is that. <laughs> if your eye was lazier, did you get that in school? Uh, good student, not living up to his potential. Oh God, got that I, a lot. I actually, I remember getting in trouble in third class for we did a maths class and then we had to find hand up our copies and I wrote the comment at the end of it. <laughs> said too little done has better potential or whatever because that's what she always writes and i got a bollocking for it <laughs> oh sure so did you ever hear that uh, bees are only attracted to the color yellow i didn't hear that one no oh, right yeah that was a big one for us growing up right um that uh it's a myth Bees perceive color differently than humans, making them able to recognize colors on the lighter end of the spectrum, like yellow or green. On the other hand, bees see all darker colors as black. So, due to their limited eyesight, bees are more likely to pollinate lightly colored flowers and gravitate towards light clothing. Anyway, that, that's not that interesting. Bulls Would that hate be, the, that, bulls that hate be, the uh, color red. That doesn't matter. Who, the five-second rule, do you remember that? Yeah. <laughs> if it falls in the ground? Absolutely. Uh, Depending when you were, where you were from as well, the, the time difference was <laughs> could be five seconds, could be ten seconds. Yeah, you well, know? if you're living in fucking Beijing, it's a fucking 0.5 millisecond. <laughs> <laughs> exactly, that's what I'm I don't want about. that to be considered culturally insensitive. I, 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 I think it's just commonly assumed that be, the, the, the hygiene is not as good in, in Beijing, but and you know, it, it's more to do with the dust. I don't want to get in trouble here. Uh, 
This well-known rule implies that food can lie on the ground for five seconds before becoming contaminated by bacteria. Of course, there's no scientific evidence, but I think most people know that. That didn't need to be debunked. Yeah. This is one yeah. of my favorites, by the way. Go. Because I, was, I lived a good portion of my life not doing this. Right. It takes seven years to digest a piece of gum. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah. They so could, I had a yes. joke. I ended up having a joke in my show about, you know, because I was doing a joke about, misin- you know, how, how misinformation can become a fact. Yes. Um, which is pretty pretty much how the anti-vaccine movement works. Mm-hmm. But I did not swallow gum for a good portion of my life because I thought that it takes, you know, it would be stuck in there. Did, did, oh, yeah, totally. Yeah. The freak out of that. Because th- then you could be, f- yeah, it takes seven years to digest. You think it's going to stick on the walls of your stomach. You think it's going to turn into bubbles. It'll blow bubbles like bubble gum does when yeah, you're gonna, in your mouth. You're going to fart like, out a bubble. But, fart out but, 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 but the amazing thing is that there is probably, you know, footpaths, sidewalks, streets destroyed all over the world. Public yes. public piazzas in Italy yes. destroyed yeah. all over the world because people won't swallow it. And they don't, you know, we're not near a bin, so they don't yeah. throw it out. So if you weren't near a bin, you'd, so you would swallow it now? Now, it, dude, this was literally Google saved my life. I can't even remember when it was. It wasn't that long ago. <laughs> It was definitely within the decade. Within the decade, one day I was like, I don't know, I, I can't remember why, but suddenly I was like, you know what, I never checked that. And of course it's fucking bullshit. And I started swallowing, and now I swallow gum all the time. That's like, I mean, I don't chew gum that much these one. days because I feel like, yeah. I go through phases of chewing gum where like, I'll forget that I end up biting my tongue. You know what? And then I'll chew, I'll chew gum for a while, and then eventually, boom! I'll bite my tongue or I'll bite my cheek, and then I'll be like, "Fuck this!" Uh, really? Yeah, you don't. That's you, interesting. No, chewing you, gum, you bite your tongue. Well, like eventually, one one of the times, I'll I'll, I'll catch my tongue. <laughs> yeah, that's never happened to you. <laughs> no, not with chewing gum. No, like I've I've definitely bit myself by accident, but not eating or anything like that. Really? Wow! It must that's be interesting. Must be, we must have. I, I have a very wide tongue. <laughs> that's what I was thinking. Sure, I was thinking now, my tongue is is a little now wider. I was thinking, yeah, but you, you, you know what's delighted with this? It's conversations <laughs> like this that make you realize like all sorts of weird shit. Let's Google like is everyone's tongue? <laughs> <laughs> now everybody's listening to this, sticking their tongues out in the car mirror or whatever, yeah, yeah. going, "It's my tongue big." 
<laughs> uh, I'm going to put in, do people have wide tongues? But anyway, uh, I, so I, I end up biting my tongue and then I don't chew it for a while. And then I chew it again. But now I swallow. I swallow, I swallow gum a lot. Yeah. It's great. Wow. The freedom of it. Why yeah. do you not swallow gum? I don't know. Like, I, like because you fucking rare... because even though you know that thing is bullshit, it's just in your head. You're still you still have a resistance. True, yeah. You have a subconscious resistance. I have to, to chewing get a gum. bit of paper from somewhere, and I go, "Excuse me, do you have a bit of tissue there, please? Thank you. I just have a bit of gum." And uh, yeah, that's the only way to do it. <laughs> um, People are listening to this still going. I'm still not fucking swallowing gum. I know, but it it's it's just because I I can't remember the what the con what what the context of the joke was, but it was I had this joke about something to do with like misinformation and then i was like mm-hmm. you don't believe me that i think it was to do with nutrition actually you don't believe me that misinformation can become a fact like ask yourself when was the last time you swallowed gum and you know at least half of that audience is still thinking that if you swallow gum it's going to be in there for seven years <laughs> absolutely human tongues can vary in shape and size since no two are quite the same your tongue is as unique to you as your fingerprint Hmm. Oh. So you have a wide tongue desk. Yeah, you know? It's like it's just like things like things like I never knew, like I have a long torso. I have a long torso as well, yeah. Yeah, I only it's, learned that from a, doing Dance with the Stars. Oh really? I never yeah, knew yeah, I, I never knew anything about torso length. Hmm. Is, did you not learn it from like trying to fit a suit or or stuff like that? Or No, but no. you know, because I'm just like a you know, I'm I I'm I'm in I'm in decent proportion. I you know, whatever. It never came up. It never came up that I have a long torso, but now it's clear to me that I have a long torso because a lot of the sweatshirts that I get, uh, they I, they're always they always end up being short on me. Yes, yeah, exactly. But but I only learned I had a long torso because I was working with Julia, who's was quite a bit shorter than me. But the the difference between where our hips met was no comparison to where our shoulders. Yeah, 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 yeah. A lot of people think it's like playing football. People assume I have very long legs, but I actually don't. I have a longer torso. There you go. And I think, not that I'm going to judge anybody, but I think it's better to have a long torso than, it's better to have your height evenly distributed throughout your body, in my opinion. Yeah, because I know guys that aren't as tall as me, but the proportion of their torso to their legs, they've got longer legs. And it's very spider looking. Not that we're judging anybody, but some people are into that. Sorry, I'm, if, if there's any silences, I'm reading about tongue width. Tongue width. <laughs> I just no because it's a conversation like this that makes me realize that I probably have a wide tongue. Yeah, yeah. Now and as that's I'm talking, probably... now as I'm talking, like I can just feel the the sides of my tongue banging off my incisors. Does no, that my mean... molars banging off my molars. Yeah, and does that mean you're able to speak certain languages better than other people? No, I, you yeah, have who the knows? To... All I know is that when I chew gum, I end up I end up biting my tongue a lot. On on the subject of the the vaccines and the like, not misinformation and stuff like that. It's it's like sub, just come out in the last couple of hours. I don't know, how do you feel about this? They're talking about having vaccine passports. Oh, I, I I saw I saw in the paper that. Uh, so what are they saying? Like that you have a you have like an identification that said all your vaccines. Yeah, are just- it's it's just it's just a, a kind of it's kind of a work in process at the moment. But they're saying yeah, in order to be able to do certain things in the future. That you're, you're going to have to have this vaccine passport to prove that you've been vaccinated. Wow. Well, I'm all, for, I'm all for that, but I know that See, some I'm, people... Me too. I'm, I'm all for it, but then there is this the, the weird sense of... Well, listen, this is not a popular podcast with anti-vaccine people. Yes, of course. Hi, so, guys. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, why not? You know? I mean, like, not that I'm comparing humans to dogs, but, like, just... 
What? Dog, vac- dog vaccination stuff. It's just like very clear. It's like you get your puppy. You don't let your dog interact with other dogs until the dog gets its vaccinations. You know, mm. you shouldn't even, you know, let, let the dog experience too much like dog pee because, you know, they like there's just a lot more. It's just like open acceptance of fucking vaccinating dogs. Yes. You know? Yes. And yeah. uh, I just don't I just don't know why there's this, you know, human resistance based, you know, and I get it. Like there's been a couple of there's been a. A couple of bad ones for the hundreds of fucking, you know, for all the vaccinations that are out there that these people, I, whatever, man, I don't know why. Let's not get into that. But I just the, mm. the, the final point I will say is that it's just very strange to me that vaccination became this focal point. Mm. Uh, and it, it's the, the history of anti-vaccination goes way back. It's just a lot stronger now, obviously, because it's much easier to spread misinformation but there's been people against them from fucking from from very early on and i don't know how that became a thing i assume it usually starts with some sort of religious resistance but i'm not i'm not googling that right now because we're supposed to be doing fucking lighthearted shit (laughs) (laughs) no i just we had a funny conversation in class the other day where it was like one of the lads like i'm not fucking take that shit i don't know what's in that and it's like do you eat a tesco ready-made meal by any chance yeah right exactly dude (laughs) And I'll fucking yeah. eat, you know, like like a lot of people. Like I'm not eating a, I'm not eating a sandwich at a petrol station. You know, yeah. it's like I fucking eat. I'll eat anything. You know? <laughs> yeah. And I I, I, I lived I lived in fucking China for two years, and like it's good for the immune system. <laughs> yeah, but but like you're eating shit. You don't know what's what's in anything. You know. Yeah. And and yeah. obviously the the. The, the trope, the simple dismissal of that is usually people say like the same people that are saying they wouldn't put that in their body or sniffing coke at the weekend or whatever. I mean, mm. you, you never know who's doing mm. what. But at the same time, it's like people will put so much shit in their body, they don't know what it is. But for some reason, when it comes to vaccines, it's like, you know. The, the, that, is, that, that is so true, man, about the... Uh because I remember being, because I worked in Shoreditch for years in London, so that's like hipster central. But they'll all be vegans and, you know, anti this, anti that, and <laughs> shoving the world and its mother up their nose, like, and then exactly. off toilets and all this. It's like, what yeah. the f- <laughs> <laughs> It's rank. <laughs> you know, it is amazing, though, when you think about it, like, because we haven't got to it yet, but obviously the don't go outside with the wet head, you'll get a cold. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's yeah. that's one of the biggies, um, which you know it it it's bullshit. But what is obviously uh, we it's so much easier to explain this now that viruses spread quicker in the winter. Uh, one because actually the majority of them spread uh, better in the drier, colder air. You know the drier air, uh, mm-hmm. which is very clear about COVID. But also obviously people gather more indoors. Yes, indoors. And, and now that all makes total sense. We talk about coronavirus, but what's really cool is. I guarantee you the amount of colds and flus this year is going to be down. Oh, they've already said, um, Leo was saying that on uh, the radio last week. He's like, it's flu, flu, flu is just like, there's fuck all of it around, basically. But of course, the conspiracy theorists will say that that's because people are presenting with the flu and people are telling them they have coronavirus. But yes, but that's that's bullshit because. Uh, even even if you compare the amount of people presenting with coronavirus to people presenting with the flu, I, I guarantee the whole thing is down because nobody's transmitting. You know, people are not transmitting stuff. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And it makes Simple me think. Ass. Did we talk about this the other week? It makes me feel. I I feel like every winter, people should mask up. 
I, but yeah, I, I, it's hard to disagree with that now. If you can, if you're protecting yourself and other people from the flu, I certainly think you'll see older generations in future just wearing masks in wintertime all the time. Yeah, I think, and and you can't. I think it's a good thing that it's become normal in a lot of ways because it's you know they already do it in certain countries like China. They do it a lot more stuff like that. So. You know, it's a good thing. If it stops spreading disease, if it stops spreading colds and flu, then yeah, why not? Do it. Yeah. What are you listening to there? The sound of footsteps. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> I'm, 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 I can't figure out if it's, if it's the dog or there's somebody on my steps or Hannah's awake very early. But no. either way, I was distracted by that. Let's go back to our old wives' tales before we get to... Yes. Before we, before we get into a, an anti-vax debate. By the way... I have a I have a, I have a particular disdain for the anti vaccination movement because they came after me quite hard when I did a, a piece about the HPV vaccine on RT, which I've mentioned many times in this podcast, so I won't bore mm-hmm. you. But it's I, important to keep a repeat. But I would like to point yeah. out that <clears throat> how much do you hear about the adverse reactions to the HPV vaccine these days? Yeah, not Yeah, exactly. Uh so how is there suddenly no more adverse reaction? So just you know, the people that got at me saying like, "How could you go after these these poor girls that are sick from the HPV vaccine?" What I was doing was going after a very well funded anti vaccination movement which has international connections. So just because it seems like a fucking knock, like a like a like a local Facebook page, trust me, there's a lot of fucking money that goes into this anti vaccination movement. And people, I don't people's. know why. I don't. I still don't know why, but there are. There are various theories, and one of them, which I think is quite believable, is that there's a hell of a lot of money in fucking naturopathy. A yes, lot of fucking was, yeah. money. Mm, that's a an lot. interesting one. Yeah, there's a lot of money that comes from these organizations that make a ton of money from naturopathy, and then there's a lot of money from the fucking born-again Christian right. Mm. They were very anti-HP. So I'm telling you, there's, everybody's got an agenda. So So don't think that it's just like a... Oh, I'm anti-vax because it. I'm not anti-vaccination. I just believe it should be a choice. It's like the fact that you even think that is 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 well-funded messaging that's coming yes. from people with their own agendas. Just so you know, and 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 I know that you're saying, yeah, well, your messaging comes from a well-funded agenda of big pharma, and I'll I'll, I'll accept that. Why don't you accept yours? Yeah, <laughs> motherfucker. <laughs> there we go. Because I'm taking fucking, clip. I'm taking fucking ibuprofen when I get a headache. I'm vaccinating against diseases that can I can protect me. I get you know a vaccination will work. Yeah, I'm taking fucking CBD to see if it works, and when it doesn't work, I'm calling it fucking bullshit. <laughs> Sorry, I'm always joking. Well, you know, uh, coffee stunts your growth. Did you know that one? No, I didn't. Actually, I when I I spent a bit of time in the states when I was sixteen, and the thing there at the time I forgot this one was that Mountain Dew lowers your sperm count. Well, let's look that up. <laughs> that I'd, was, say, uh, I'd say that's not true, but uh, Mountain Dew has a lot of caffeine in it. Yeah, I, I I was hooked on it. I was just over in in Ohio playing football for the summer, and I was hooked on Mountain Dew, and. Um, yeah, but then all the then all the other guys in the team would be going, you know, that lowers your sperm count. I was like, I'm 16. I'm not worried about that. No right scientific now. proof exists that Mountain Dew or any other soda, for that matter, has any effect on sperm count. These rumors have been around for years. Many people have heard this urban legend, but Mountain Dew cannot be used as some sort of male birth control. So there you go. Evidently, amazing though that that daughter. gets out there. Now, the, now I have to say, I had never heard that. The only mm-hmm. thing I know is that Mountain Dew, which I didn't know when I was a kid. 
is that Mountain Dew has more caffeine than other sodas, which I right. wish I had known because I'd probably fucking, you know, jumping around the place. But, you know, coffee stunting your growth. I mean, that makes kind of sense in the sense that Smoking you want- stunted your growth. That was a big one. Oh, yeah. When we were kids. When we looked that Smoke- up. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But that's what I, like I remember because we all smoked in second. Yeah, but I mean, it makes I it, misinformation like that for me. I kind of I don't mind it because it's like if there's a way to make kids think that something's not good while they're young, I'm all for it. Yeah, and the fact yeah. that like parents didn't want their kids drinking caffeine so they'd be up till fucking three in the morning, I think that's kind of acceptable. What about masturbating though? <laughs> well, I can't, Steve. I can't see you. What? 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 Do you, what? Exactly. <laughs> You go blind doing that. You go blind. Um, it 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 does appear to stunt the the growth of teenagers' lungs. Of their lungs, okay. Yeah. The smoking. So technically, effect. the term when they say that'll stunt your growth. Well, not, uh, according not. to um, I mean, I, I you'd have this is not a quick Google, but uh, some studies it's just on average two point five two point five four centimeters shorter than non-smokers. But I wouldn't. I wouldn't. I wouldn't like to take any anything definitive on that. Can we just stick to? Can we? Why do you keep bringing up shit that Sorry. requires real information? <laughs> <laughs> I have to do a Patreon after this. Actually, I'm going to. We should. We should. We we should have got the listeners to to send in some. Um, well, you know what? We came up with it too late. That was my yeah. fault. This would have oh. been good to have the listeners involved. Oh yeah. Oh, this is a good one. I'm going to read Go. this whole thing. Yes. Humans only use 10% of their brains. Yeah, I've heard that a lot. You may be familiar with the 10% myth, a common misconception that humans are only capable of using 10% of their brains. A 2013 review in Psychology, Learning, and Teaching found this is one of the most common public misconceptions. This belief is often cited by people who claim to have psychic powers or access to untapped parts of their brain and even served as the storyline for the 2014 film Lucy. However, imaging, PET, and fMRI scans have shown that this isn't true. In reality, the entire human brain is constantly active, even when we are sleeping. Why this belief is definitely false? There you go. Unbelievable. 10%. We must be using all of our brain all the time, and it just starts to function in different ways. That's it. Don't go outside with wet hair. Oh, yeah. Did you know that... um, Mayonnaise doesn't always make food spoil faster. I so, didn't know. I didn't hear that one at all. No. All oh, right. Okay. Yeah. So, well, we won't get into that. You haven't heard it. Oh, feed a cold, starve a fever. You know that one? Yes. I actually look. I actually looked that up last week. Is that right? Why? Yeah. Yeah. Because I had a bit of a head cold, and obviously, what you had a fucking it. fever, Steve? <laughs> no, I didn't. Yeah, but I was. This is, I was not, the this cold. is not a time I, to be fucking googling old wives' <laughs> tales about fevers. I did not have a temperature. Everybody, you must know. 36.5, 36.5, no temperature. That's 98.6 to the Americans. Go ahead, Steve. Sorry, go ahead. Yeah, no, but uh, no, because I was like, uh, I've got a bit of a cold, so am I supposed to feed it or, or, or I can't remember. Anyway, and what was, your, what was your synopsis afterwards? I just, I just asked the missus. <laughs> I'll just eat anyway. <laughs> Fasting will weaken you just as you should be preserving your strength. Even if you don't feel like eating, you should consider trying bland foods, just as chicken soup, blah, blah, blah. The key mm. is to feed your body. So, there yeah. You go. Loads of fluids. And um, what did I do? Just no, not much. Fruits, vegetables. Chocolate gives you acne. This is a good one. Right. I literally spent my adolescence where I had bad acne 
Did you? Thinking that I was, yeah, bad. I took Accutane. I took you're that. Great. You've great I took, skin. I, yep, dude. I'm 45, dude. Now how to work for it, dude. Yeah, dude. I, I took Roaccutane. I took Accutane like two different times in my teens. Is that and like it, a steroid or? No, this is like a very, very strong drug that like you can't take when you're pregnant. And it turned out that it was, well, there's an, there's an argument that it, uh, causes depression and that there was a, a, a large well, there was an increase in suicide amongst users oh my uh, god in the 90s yeah before so but you know i'll have to look that up but anyway oh, was it a cream or a tablet or it was a tablet very strong it dried your skin out so bad like your skin was so dry but it totally works like it gets rid of acne but it, wow. it, it is a strong strong drug but man and you know you have to get like blood tests to get it but man it worked saved me a lot of pain yeah you may have heard this when you were younger. Uh, chocolate lovers are in luck, however. This old wives' tale is not necessarily true. However, what you eat can impact what happens in your body, including your skin. Eating a diet high in sugar and processed food, but low in fruits and vegetables can cause inflammation. Inflammation throughout your body can trigger acne flare-ups. That's true. I get that now. I get flare-up. Not acne, but my stomach definitely flares up when I'm eating shite for a couple of weeks. Don't eat spicy food if you're prone to ulcers. Do you know that one? Mm. Is, is that a myth? Doctors used to think spicy food were no good for people with peptic ulcers. Modern research, however, has shown that this isn't necessarily the case. In fact, there's some evidence to suggest that hot peppers, which contain a chemical called caps, or capsicin, right. may actually help to heal ulcers. Wow. The only caveat, you may want to avoid eating spicy foods before bed. Yeah, no, I, I get that one, all right? I have spicy food like last week with the head cold. Clears the head. Like yeah, some, so some Sichuan. How do I say it properly? Sichuan. Well, si- si- Sichuan is the Sichuan. Sorry, Sichuan but, food. But but I think uh, I don't know where the Sichuan thing came from. But the pepper, the si- Sichuan pepper. Oh yeah. I mean, listen, we I love spicy food. Um, I mean, that's that's. Oh well, here's 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 a great one. Let's let's finish up with this, perhaps. Um, put some brandy on your baby's gums. Did you oh, guys yes. do that? My mother did that. I don't think I, if if I did do that, she didn't know about it. So maybe I've blanked it from my memory. This is a risky <laughs> remedy. Most new parents have heard the old wives' tale that dabbing brandy or whiskey on a baby's gums will alleviate teething pain. On one hand, it may seem harmless to dab such a minute quantity of alcohol on your baby's gums, not to mention that you're desperate to soothe their pain. However, even a very small amount of alcohol can be toxic to a baby and is strongly discouraged by medical professionals. Ooh. Instead of this alcoholic antidote, try using natural remedies such as massaging a warm washcloth on your baby's gums. Mm, the amount of the amount of um, Irish mothers only, because this didn't happen where my daughter was born in Portugal, that recommended, I should, should just dip, dip the soother in a bit of whiskey. And she'd be going, <laughs> yeah, same thing. Well. My mother, put, <laughs> we definitely had, and my, both my parents didn't drink, but we definitely had the whiskey in our mouths. Yeah. Um, so yeah, so there so you go. That, that, that's a good amount. I mean, I'm sure, I'm sure we've left some out, but. We that definitely have. Fun. Send them in. Send them in, or put put them in the reviews. Yeah, yeah. All we'll, your other we'll, wife's we'll tales. We'll follow up. We'll we'll, yes. we'll follow up, and um, you know, at any any time, uh, any time you guys want us to talk about anything, send a message at Des Bishop, at Hello Steve-O. Um, what what do you think, Steve? We, Christmas. Definitely. Uh, well, next week it's Christmas. Um, so, oh yeah. Are we going to have to do a double to keep them going for Christmas Day or something like that? Give them a Christmas present. Yeah, well, we can uh, we can decide if we want to do a Christmassy one or a serious one. Yeah. 
You know, Probably. I mean, it's tough or because pop- I can't tell which is which. I can't tell of our, which is more popular. I can tell you right now that our famine episode was more popular than other episodes that we've done recently. Right. Interesting. But see, but that's really culturally hitting at the, the heart of Irish people right there, isn't it? So they're going to... And then if if there's lots of Irish Americans listening, like they're massively connected yes. to that as well. Yes. So, but even Hannah's know. mom found it really interesting, for example. Oh, really? Wow. It's just interesting. Wow. Goodness, you know? right. Okay. Because she didn't know anything about it. Well, it's not. I, I mean, whatever. She just found it interesting. I didn't. I didn't. I didn't pry into why, but she she distinctly brought it up yesterday that right. uh, she found it interesting, and I can't remember what. But there was just stuff about it that she she really enjoyed. But you know, she was in education. But anyway, long story short, uh, you know, they really do enjoy it. It's very it's very hard not to just want to do a history episode all the time. To be honest, yeah, no, it's fascinating stuff. Especially, I was watching an interview with them. Um, Katrina Crow, she's a, a national archivist. Um, she was on the Tommy Tiernan show. Um, but I just came across her on, on YouTube stuff, and she was like a big believer in in um, studying history, but also kind of exactly what we were trying to do last week. There's no black and white. It's complicated. Stop trying to make your narrative all the time because you've got to see all the different perspectives of it. Um, and she worked in the archives in the forecourts for years, which obviously... Um, got blown up, <laughs> or all, all the papers got burnt. All the census yeah. papers got burnt. And the shelling of the forecourts. Yeah, which was like madness. She's so she's still visibly very angry about that now because we we would have been able to tell so much more about the famine if those if those records still existed. That's right. Ninety eight years and haven't got over it yet. Yeah, I know. Right, ninety. Yeah, close to close to ninety nine years. Yeah, it's a big decade coming up. God, all these commemorations. How are they going to commemorate the fucking civil war? She was saying they shouldn't. Is that right? All. Yeah, yeah. Interesting. She was like, it's just, it's not, <laughs> I, I'm not going to articulate it very well, but she was like saying, it's not appropriate. Like, it's, it's war and people died and it's not as black and white as everyone likes to make it out. So you should, we should reflect on it and we should investigate it. Absolutely. But like the commemorations with regard, like there's a feeling of celebration about that. She was like, that's making it too simplistic as to what it actually was, you know. Yeah, and even the wind that shakes the barley tried to make the Civil War simplistic as if it was some sort of like left-right divide, which it was Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And I like the wind that shakes the barley, but that always annoyed me. You know, because for some people, that, that will be their only exposure to the Civil War. Mm, mm. And it's like, oh, so they divided on this kind of like socialist-capitalist divide, which it just wasn't. No, it was so much more complicated than that. We were learning about home rule as well this week, and how complicated that was, how John Redmond was the leader of the Home Rule Party at the time. And when World War I starts, he goes, yep. absolutely, we've got, to, we've got to fight with the Brits yeah. because we're fighting, we're fighting a bigger thing. And then the smaller fraction who, who didn't agree with him uh, kind of split off. So that was a, a split in the Irish Volunteers. And then the, the organization that fights in the 1916 Rising is a, an amalgamation of three different That's right. organizations, the IRB, Sinn Féin, and the Irish Volunteers. It's so complicated. And this all happens and the, within and, two, and three the, years. Uh, and the, the Labour, Conley's crew, the, the Citizens' Army. Oh, yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's so complicated. It's so complicated, man. Very complicated, um, man. Yeah, home rule. You God, go. you just bring him back to leaving. That's state. another episode. <laughs> Who says where to have home rule? Come to Belfast, and we'll show him. I can still see the the unionist propaganda posters. Home yes. rule is Rome rule. That's right. That's right. Yeah, bringing it all we, back I'm, to me, baby. And we were talking about how, like, because I ended up in um, 
Northern Ireland over the summer for a little bit of a summer break. In the break north of Ireland, how, there's no such thing as Northern Ireland. There's only the <laughs> north of Ireland. And how um, uh, I ended up running into a village that was very orange and all those. It wasn't even murals. They had like these arched gates with um, orange quotes on it and, and all that stuff. Union Jacks on every lamppost. It's just like, all right, we get it. You know, it's, uh, I know, they're still yeah, going on about a war on. from fucking 400 years ago. William of Orange. Do me a fucking favor over here. Yeah. Anyway, we got to go, yo. We got to go, bro. I got to go do Good. a Patreon. I'm five minutes late for my Patreon. But I, I, I messaged them in advance to say that uh, I might be a few minutes late on the Patreon. I've never gone from an episode right into the Patreon. Oh, is it live? It's live, is it? It's a Patreon. Yeah, it's a YouTube live, but you can only access it through the Patreon. But every Very now and good. then I forget to unlist it, and then it goes public, and then it's always a hot conversation because, like, Death like lit. this, like the, the on Monday these, the, like, you know, I mean, I don't have a lot of subscribers on my YouTube, but I have like eight and a half thousand subscribers on my YouTube channel. So like, that message goes out to some of them, and then some of them are on. Like, this pro-Trump Irish guy was fucking going nuts in the comments, and it got wow. it got heated. We, yeah, that's like I was telling you about those Trump Irish uh, Trump Irish supporters. Yeah, recently they had them on Joe Duffy. But this guy was good, it's though, crazy. you know. And then and then he messaged me afterwards and said, "Hey, next time, why don't we do a live call in?" I was like, "Fuck you, bro. <laughs> we had a fun we had a fun chat, but like, you're not my best friend. All right." <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Anyway, yeah, uh, Steve, I'll uh, pleasure talk to you during the week. We'll come up with some. We'll come up with some ideas. Thank you so much. This was a this was a Thank fun you. one. And uh, to our listeners, do let us know which you prefer the series. To be honest, there's a lot of comments that say they like the the variation. So I think we're on the right track of good of of keeping them guessing. And yeah, as Des was saying, any suggestions, just just write in. I do have to shout out because I know I've said it last time. This weekend, I got on to Kilkenny to do this Kilkenny Catlass podcast type thing, but it'll be streaming next. It'll be live. uh, Sorry, it won't be live. It'll be. It'll be online. The podcast that I'm going to do will be online next Tuesday. So the Tuesday after you guys hear this episode. But I'm going to get onto social media and chat about that as well. So All right, thank well, you thank so you, much. Thank you very much. Stephen Mullen. Stephen Peace Mullen, thank you for joining us this week talking about Urban Myths. We'll be back next week talking about Amen. something else. Thank you, Steve. Bye. And thank you, the listener. Bye-bye. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.